It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Now, the Earl Grey is hot, and it is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Shine FM. And I'm Scott, here with Tom, the keeper of the cranium, on the session. <laughs> I, know. I think I got a new name for you. <laughs> a new nickname. I've been called worse, I guess. <laughs> oh, I've been called a whole lot worse. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for the session. And remember, if you have to leave in the middle, you can always check the podcast out on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. We're going to dive today into seven things that dad does that nobody notices the goal tom yeah seven things today that's the goal and stay tuned for the end when we have a special announcement (laughs) but first before we dive into all of that we dive into god's word well and scott let's do that out of psalm 22 verse 6 uh a message to parents and in particular today to dads start children off on the way they should go And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. A really important verse that we want to put them in an environment, we're going to put them in a situation, Scott, that will help them grow into being followers of Jesus and have every opportunity at healthy life. We want to put them in a position to be successful. That sounds familiar. And then we can celebrate the success. Yes! Way to go, Scott. Boy, we got are... it in early today. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. All right. So we, what we're going to share with you today is from allprodad.com. And men, this is a website that can be an encouragement to you. This will not be the last time that you hear from us and allprodad.com. But we're going to talk about seven things that dads do that no one notices. And I find it interesting, Tom, in the in the introduction to this. You have a picture of a dad, obviously right. a big, muscular, manly man, <laughs> in a tutu dancing <laughs> with his little girl. That's true. So that's, you know, the first thing you want to remember is that, uh, you know, wearing a tutu is a dad's job. <laughs> but in the introductory yeah. piece here, right. they actually write about this is a blended family situation, too. And I found that interesting. You know, so many times we think about it, well you know, the dad, the traditional family, but in today's world with the blended family, right? this is still just as important. Right. And our role as dads is so critically important. And we've talked about this before, that there are so many women in prison that when they talk to them, they find out that the one of the things that led to their being incarcerated was the lack of a father in their life. That's for sure. And, and lack of involvement, lack of participation, or a really bad experience. Mm-hmm. with dads so dads hang in there and moms maybe you can uh, encourage your your dads to or husbands to go listen to this on the podcast network later but the first of the seven things that dads do no one notices is they follow through and this is so important it's consistency 
And inconsistency for children is also security. They want to know and that things are going to be normal, and that helps them feel safe. An example, the first time I really remember in my professional career was when I was doing my methods classes at Ohio State, and we would go into different schools to teach math or language arts, which that's a whole show in <laughs> itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, if we were supposed to be there at 1030, and it was 1035 or 1040, and we weren't there, they were bugging the teacher with, where are they? Why aren't they here? They want that security. Well, when you talk about dad, the sense of security that comes from dad being there is so critically important because he's a role model. And for him to show work ethic, for him to encourage family dinner, as an example, we've often talked about that. That is so critically important that he be part of that family dinner environment because it's going to shape the children. Those dads who are consistent tend to have children that are more emotionally stable than if they weren't consistent and weren't in the picture. That's pretty amazing. So we're talking through seven things that dads do no one notices. And this first one, they follow through. The second one, they adapt. When we talk about ad- adapting, parents require uh, being ready to adapt is and modify, change, switch gears at the drop of a hat. Now, not everybody's capable of doing that. I remember early in my parenting career that it was pretty well known. I wasn't real crazy about change. <laughs> And, <laughs> I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> that was an adjustment that I had to make. What it conveys is the importance of our children to them when we are willing to do that. To get out of mission control, as I called it, my recliner with the remote in my hand, <laughs> <laughs> and go do something with the children was important. Yeah. How we react to the change is a lesson to them all in its own. So that becomes really important. Wow. Yeah, yeah being able to, and, and for me, that was adapting from a work perspective. You know, there were times when I put in more hours in work than I did at home, and it showed. And my wife had to pull me aside and say, you're going to lose your daughter if you don't spend, start spending more time with her. That really, to Sherry's credit, she got my attention. So you had to get into Aaron's world oh did I have to get into Aaron's world (laughs) but you know what it's kind of funny we started doing things I didn't know what we were going to do and I called them adventures okay come on we're going to go have an adventure we'd get in the car and I'd back out of the driveway having no clue where we were going (laughs) well to get our granddaughter to do anything unusual Uh because Allie with Down syndrome she is very much everything is on a schedule yeah so if you do something out of the ordinary with Allison you got to be able to really sell it so we've started telling Allison. I, I told her Saturday we were going to go somewhere. And she looked at me. Uh, and I said, we're going on an adventure. And my wife looked at me because there are certain words you do not say around Allison. Okay. Because they set her off on an idea that we're going to go see her Aunt Shan in Michigan. which get, Once she gets on that roll, there's no backing off of it. Mm-hmm. And if I had said what I was going to say, were we really doing, it would have put her in that mode. Okay. So I, I changed it to we're gonna, going on an adventure. Okay. And Sherry looked at me and said, good save. (laughs) (laughs) So we started the going on an adventure with Allison. Okay. And she enjoyed it. Uh So now we're set for more adventure. Okay. And she can handle that. And she can handle the idea we're going on an adventure. It might be a little different. Right. But we're going to go on an adventure together. And that's securing to her is the adventure now. Try to take that adventure away from her now. Well, yeah. And that's the way it was with Aaron. I couldn't. Uh 
we going on another adventure day? We hadn't done an adventure in a couple of weeks. The adventure was for most of the time, we walked through frames of houses. Okay. That's what we did. Uh-huh. And we dreamed about what would be in that house. Okay. And what our house would look like. Yeah. And the house we wound up in looked nothing like any of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dads, we got to adapt. That's Number right. three of the seven things dads do that no one notices is they sacrifice. Well, and Scott, perhaps you've already read books twice that night and completely drained, been drained from a long day and you're wiped out. The term that we use at our house is... There's no more available megabytes for this. (laughs) But you end up sacrificing and doing things like going on a fishing trip. Or you take them out and you play basketball. Or you read another book with them. Or you sacrifice. And one of the things, if we take a page out of what Scripture says for husbands, that we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church— any way that Jesus loved the church are ways that we can love our wives. And it's interesting. You love the children. You love your wife. You want your wife to be happy? Spend time with the children. Right. They tend to go together. So the sacrifice also counts for the children, too. If you sacrifice your time for them, that becomes important. Wow. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, they love it. And don't be afraid to give up a fishing trip for a weekend with your daughter. The the uh, the perks for your daughter, you'll never realize just how important that was. Oh, for sure. And, you know, looking back now, and our daughter is our youngest. Oh, Ooh. the baby. Yes, and she's in her mid... In her mid... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> in a yeah. mid, some number. Yeah, and... Trying to help you out here, Mandy. <laughs> yeah, and looking back at that, and the times that we spent together, I am so thankful that that was a priority, and, and the sacrifices that did happen. Yeah, uh, that was huge. It, it meant a lot to her when I was in seminary, but I and she had a gymnastics meet. We've talked about that before. Where eight minutes of the whole gymnastics meet, she's actually doing something, and. I, I was there because I could study all over in the corner. Her mom would let me know when it was time, and I would come and watch her do her thing. That meant the world to her. Yeah. And to me, too, I I could still remember being there. And number four of the seven things that dads do that go unnoticed is they coach. And, 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 Scott, this is so important. Probably some of my funniest memories in my parenting was coaching. I was probably the more fiery coach on the sideline for basketball than I, than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was interesting, too, was our kids, when they were young, well, remember, their mom and I, our degrees from Ohio State basically were in children. This is what, what children are about. And then they taught us how to teach children. So we had a great understanding of children. So our children didn't stand a chance. <laughs> They had to reteach you. <laughs> yeah, and so we, we had a great idea of what it meant. So here's what was so important. We had them playing all kinds of game, uh, basketball, baseball, sports of all kinds, tennis. And so if we, we were go for a walk around the block, the boys would be bouncing basketballs, and you know I would kind of put in their ear, wonder who's going to dribble better with their weak hand or their offhand, their non-dominant hand. And so they could be going around the block doing that. 
And then we'd get back in the driveway and we would do things like, I called it offhand tag, but you had to dribble with your weak hand and we play tag. <laughs> I wouldn't last five minutes. Well, they didn't either, nor did I. <laughs> and they outlasted me, you know? So it just taught them to use it. But we did those kinds of fun games and the boys grew up primary focused on tennis and basketball although they had their time with swimming they were on the swim team our daughter was on the swim team and the dive team she really did well the gymnastics and the diving i think went well for her so as it turns out in seventh grade they basically had to make a decision were they going to play tennis or were they going to play basketball because you pretty much had to devote yourself to one or the other huh so I'm sitting back going, I'm not going to influence this, but I wonder how this is going to turn out, you know, because I liked both of them. Both sports were really great for me. I liked either one. They chose basketball. Huh. Yeah. All right. Let, let me take us down our rabbit hole. We oh, haven't good. done one yet. We got time. All right. So, Tom, let's talk to the dad who's got kids that are maybe, let's just say they're more studious. Right. They're more chess club than they are right tackle <laughs> that's right <laughs> so let's talk to that dad how do you coach a non-athletic thing how does that work if they're not the right tackle and, and you know they're 98 pounds dripping wet i don't blame them for not <laughs> not pushing uh, yeah I, I and that was me growing up you know I, I was i had to run around to get wet in the shower right yeah so what you do there i think is really important is Again, under that same thought or theory of get into your child's world, which means if if they were going to be more so studious and more so in the chess club or maybe they're more musical, that's fine. That's great. But we support it. We encourage it. We facilitate it. Make sure you're at the concert. Yes. It, getting into their world meant I had to learn a whole lot about gymnastics. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, Scott, the one I struggled with the most, I still have nightmares about this one, <laughs> was Cub Scouts. Really? Oh, heavenly days. We would go to these pack meetings, or right. den meetings or whatever they were, and there'd be a speaker up there speaking, and you couldn't hear him because there was 18 different conversations going on and I wanted to stand up and say would you just be quiet and listen to him he's up there trying to talk to you yeah my dad didn't quite know how to handle that either when I was yeah. I went through Cubs and Boy Scouts and he didn't know what to do with a son that liked chess either uh-huh da yeah the Marine didn't quite know how to handle that oh I bet not yeah oh but yeah he still you know if I want he still bought me a couple of chess sets over the years I know that and he wanted you to be right tackle, right? And, uh, no, he did want me to be a Marine, though. Okay. He did want me to do that, and I said, Dad, that's, that's just not me. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad wanted me to be in the Navy. Well, look, at you're swimming Force. now, so at least you're, you know, you're getting wet. Hey, I see some of those Navy SEALs. That yeah. At the Y at times. Holy mackerel, Scott. <laughs> there would have been no way I could have ever looked like that. I, I, no <laughs> no and swimming the whole pool underwater yeah are you kidding <laughs> i can't do three strokes anymore um, so as we continue on seven things that dads do no one notices here on the session this next one's important if you've got a lot of kids in the house you involve everyone well and, and it's important because then it's father son time but i gotta say this too it really depends on what that time is like 
they talk about in, in this article putting Christmas lights up. Well, you know, th- look at Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, that's the way it goes in my house. My yeah. daughter has taken that over now. Oh, good. She's yeah. Chevy Chase, huh? Uh, no, she <laughs> makes sure I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> she but, doesn't want to see yeah. the house blow up. So if the, if the primary goal is to get the lights up, then think about how dad in fix-it mode, goal-oriented, here he goes, he's going to get that job done. Well, it doesn't matter who is in his way, yep. he's, he's going to get it done. So the problem with that is, what what does the children remember about working with dad? When I was young, and mom would announce at Saturday lunch, uh, boys, your dad will be out in the garage working on the car, and he would really like you guys to be out there. Well, Scott, it took us one time. I was afraid I was going to have imprinted across my forehead the word crescent. <laughs> <laughs> Or Stanley, yeah, or yeah, craftsman, uh huh. Because <laughs> if you gave him the wrong one, you'd likely wear it. He would get so upset because I gave him the wrong. Yeah, I, he wanted me to give him a box wrench. I didn't know what a box wrench was, or an open ended. Oh, well, I got some idea. It's probably got an open end somewhere. <laughs> I, but I back. To, I didn't know clue about anything about it. Yep. So, so it took one time. Well, the next time mom would say at the bo- at Saturday lunch, uh, boys, dad's going to be out in the garage. My brother and I had this message between the two of us. We knew what that meant. Head for the hills. Get out of town as fast as you can. Get on your bike and ride. Right. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Have plans. We're out of here. But I never learned those kinds of things because it wasn't there. And so what we're talking about here is let's involve them. But if our goal is to teach them, then maybe the Christmas lights aren't going to be perfect. Uh huh. Maybe it's going to take longer. Okay. But what are your children going to remember 20 years from now or 30 years from now? That is so critically important because that's what how they will remember their dad. That, yep, that's how they remember. All right, here's the next one. On the seventh day, <laughs> we're at number six, Tom. Hey. We can make it. They talk less and listen more. And this is the one that's hard for me because I want to go into Mr. Fix-It mode. Yeah. The fix-it mode becomes really important. That's been blamed on our testosterone levels, Scott. It's, it's really more just our inability to listen. Well, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, huh? <laughs> my, my hearing aids are on too, Scott. <laughs> well, and, and, and so it becomes important that we do want to listen and it extends, it shows care. There's some research that I have read that 70% of the time, just listening and caring does more to help a situation than anything. To be able to be there and just listen. I'll never forget there was a time when one of our sons was really, really down and he called and he just wanted to talk to me. And it was awesome. There was another one, to see if I can get this right. He would act first, think second, and call me third. <laughs> <laughs> well, then when it was all fell apart. And then, yeah. yeah. And he wanted me to bail him out. Right. He, he needed the ultimate fix. Yeah, I said, <laughs> we might want to change that order some. You might feel better if we do. Yeah, but it's about being in their world. The number of times that Manny and I would go out for a meal and just talk. 
really was highly, highly a blessing to me. Expensive, but a blessing. Expensive, but a blessing. (laughs) All right. The seven things that dads do no one notices, and we're at number seven. Okay. Celebration time. Hey, we did it, We did it. They lead silently. Oh, come on. Now you're meddling, Tom. <laughs> now you're, you're telling me I can't go into Mr. Fix-It mode. Now you're telling me I have to shut up. Now, come on. <laughs> they lead by example. And, and, you know, at the heart of our ministry, Scott, heritage is about what are we passing on. Well, the whole ability to facilitate what we're passing on to the generations to come, to our children and their children, is going to be beneficial based on what they see in us. Great example, I I, I may have shared before, my mom's dad, my grandpa Hall. He lived in Florida. I got to know him. I think he passed away when I was in junior high. So I had a short period of time I got to know him. But my memories of him are so fond and so important. We would be down there sometimes for Christmas, and on Christmas Eve, we were allowed to open a present, but we couldn't open it until Grandpa came back from church. Right. That was so important to him. His care and investment in our lives was incredible. That's the example that I have. Now, my dad's dad... Now, Dad's dad? Okay, we're going a different direction, I said. I would say he probably was not a great role model or example of the things that he said and did that definitely wouldn't. But that's what I remember. Right. So, obviously, my mom's dad was much more of a motivation to me. And then her brothers, we've talked about before, too. They, they lived by example. You could look at that and go, wow. That's what I want my children to think. You know, how, how do you want them to remember you? Well, we get to write that history every day in the here and now. With our kids. Isn't that powerful? That's, that's some really powerful stuff. Now, I know that there are families that things are not well, that the, the COVID has done its damage on the family. Right. And there may be a need for a reset among right. the family. And sitting down with a Christian counselor would be a good idea. Uh, okay, let's do it this way, Tom. Okay. First of all, how can they get a hold of you to chat? I can be reached at 419-526-5523. He's already smiling because I'm going to ask him the number in Ashland. The number in Ashland is 419-496-0007. Okay. Now, for yes. the part we've been holding off on, yes. the big announcement. Yes. Tom's got to learn a new phone number. <laughs> And why are we doing that, Tom? Because we now have another office, Scott, that will be opening in Shelby by the end of the month. Fantastic. Yeah. So how did, well, without the, with all the, how did all this come together? Because that's a whole nother show. It is. Uh, how can they find out more about you and Shelby? Well, and, and Scott, the, the phone lines we will be covering soon. I can't exactly say, probably next week that might be possible. Okay. The number there is 567-844-0036. Now, what does this mean for websites now? Are you, anything changing with the websites? Because I know you're HCC Mansfield and HCCAshland.com. Right. Stay tuned. We, we needed to have that kind of information so we can begin to add it to the webpage. Uh, look for us on Facebook, 
In fact, I think there was an announcement on Facebook day before yesterday. We're coming to Shelby. I guess that was a warning. I'm not sure which. <laughs> you have been warned. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank I think you. That's Praise great. the Lord. That is fantastic. And we thank you for joining us today on the session.